How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. And first and foremost, happy Father's Day. It's a, it's a real good day to reflect on what your dad means to you and his lasting impact on you and your life. And, of course, that certainly encompasses you and your your love of sports. And if you if you listen to the fan, chances are pretty good that you're a sports fan. And chances are also good that you were introduced to sports by your father. It's as it's as basic and as simple as that. And look, let's be candid here. Being a sports fan is for most of us a lifelong passion. So, yeah, happy Father's Day, and thank you, Dad, for introducing us to sports. Now, to that end, as a sports parent myself, I've given a great deal of thought as to what's been happening in youth, amateur, and high school sports in in recent months. And and quite honestly, I've come to the conclusion that, that something is clearly wrong. Something is clearly shifting in our midst. And it's not something that is a good thing. Now, think about the, think about the headline stories we've been talking about in recent weeks. The uh, inexplicable racial taunting at high school games. The endless examples of umpires and refs being verbally or, or physically abused by angry spectators. Sports parents uh, coming out of the stands and confronting high school and travel coaches at games. Look, something is clearly out of whack. We're going in the wrong direction. I mean, look, example. How about the story this past week from New Jersey where a coach at a kid's baseball game punched a 72-year-old umpire in the face and broke his jaw? And by the way, my thanks to all of you 
in the listening audience who emailed me or, t- or tweeted me about this, this terrible case. Or how about the, the story of the highly touted high school pitcher in Florida who, rather than, than risk a, a potential injury and lose a potential big bonus when he's drafted by Major League Baseball in July, the kid told his high school coach and his baseball teammates that he was going to opt out of the rest of the regular season and, and the playoffs rather than play and compete with them. So much for all those parenting lessons that the team always comes first. Folks, what's going on here? It's as though the world of youth and amateur sport has truly gone off the rails. Now, what's causing all this? What's the driving force? Well, that's what I've been thinking about. And I think I might be onto something. And I want to get your thoughts and, and feelings about this this morning. 877-337-6666. That's, of course, our number. Welcome to the age of entitlement in sports parenting. And I think that's exactly where we find ourselves these days. The age of entitlement. Now think about it. There seems to be a very disturbing yet consistent sense of of, of parents or spectators that they feel somehow entitled at their kids' games. That they're entitled to say things or to do things without giving it any thought whatsoever as to what the repercussions or consequences of their actions. This kind of entitlement seems to pervade everything from screaming and yelling at the games, at the coaches, at the refs, the umpires, the officials, and of course, even the opposing team. (laughs) You know, sadly, the concept of civility seems to have just disappeared. It's vanished. Now, 20, 25 years ago, this kind of behavior, this sense of entitlement, well, it happened, but it happened fairly rarely. And when it did, it was often just quickly addressed, and the uh, the miscreants were immediately disciplined and uh, promptly ejected from the game and from the premises. But these days, and this, by the way, this includes not just high school events, but also travel and club teams, and it involves pretty much every sport you can think of. Parents seem to feel that they've been given some sort of a special pass to say and do pretty much whatever their impulses take them. That is not good. And again, we've been aware of this, but now the time has come to really address this because obviously it's out of control. The question is, why is this happening and how can we stop this? Look, again, Sports parents have always felt the impulse, the impulse to yell and scream and act out on their feelings. That's not new. We know that. If you're a sports parent, you know what that feeling when, as it bubbles up inside you. But most of us don't do anything. We don't, we don't let those impulses out. We've, we keep them in. We hold them back. You keep your feelings to yourselves. But now, those internal blocks or societal filters... They just aren't working anymore. I mean, back in the day, there was, a, there was an unspoken or unofficial line that, that parents just didn't cross. You just didn't get in the face of a coach or of a ref or an umpire. And you certainly didn't take a swing at him or punch him. Why? 
Because as a parent, as somebody who was an adult, somebody as part of the, the community, you feared public humiliation and social rebuke from your friends, your community, your neighbors, and of course your kids are watching all this, and they, they were totally embarrassed uh, if you did something like this. Plus, there used to be more of a, an underlying fear of being immediately disciplined uh, by the security at the kids' games. But again, in recent years, it's as though all those societal deterrents have disappeared or they've been so watered down that nobody pays attention. Nobody is ever held responsible or punished. The fundamental concept of accountability just seems to have gone away. And this, my friends, is a growing problem. Now, again, it concerns me that one of the escalating attacks is going to become even more dangerous. Let me tell you what I mean. I truly fear that one of these sports parenting assaults is going to result in a ref or an ump or a coach being hurt so badly that they are killed. Now, I know that's, that's pretty rough to talk about on, on Father's Day, but consider this. A crazed sports parent lashes out and punches an unexpected coach or ref in the face. The victim then falls backward from that punch and cracks his head on, on the pavement of a curb, and he dies. Or perhaps a coach or ref, sensing that a parent is so angry that, and they're going to get in their face, that the coach or ref pulls out a, a gun in self-defense and shoots the attacking sports parent and kills him. Now, look, let's be candid here. In the world in which we live in today, and I don't want to sound like an alarmist, but I think we can all agree that those kind of scenarios could easily happen. Problem is, we seem so hesitant to step up and to have the courage to stop this. And quite frankly, whose job is it to stop these, these out-of-control and crazy parents? Is it part of the job of the coach to tell a parent that they've crossed the line? Is it the high school athletic director who has to serve as the, as the cop? The local school district has to assign security officers at the games to prevent this? And, and just as importantly, why would it, an entitled parent consider changing their behavior if there's nothing in place to strongly stop them. They feel they're entitled. And who's going to do anything about it? Who's going to stop them? So do we need to just redouble our efforts and strongly remind offenders that if they cross that line, they will be immediately ejected from the game and suspended for the rest of the year from attending any more of their kids' games? Why is that so hard to do? Why is that so hard to enforce? So again, on this Father's Day, I want to get into this very serious concern, the end of sports parenting entitlement. Because if you happen to be a sports parent, and I know many of you obviously are, well, the time has come to end this. Okay, I want to get your calls, your comments and thoughts. I have other things I want to discuss as well uh, during the show. But again, when I come, from the come back from this break, I'll go right to your calls, 877 337 
6666. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the Sports Edge in the summertime when the weather is warm. And obviously, I woke up this morning to it seemed like it was going to have a frost warning. But again, it is the middle of June. It is Father's Day. So, uh, yeah, happy Father's Day. And this morning, we're talking about the age of sports parenting entitlement. Uh, sports parents who are paying thousands of dollars for the kid to be on a travel or club team, well, aren't they entitled to get in the coach's face if their kid isn't a starter on those teams? Isn't a parent entitled to confront the high school coach if their kid isn't getting enough playing time? And if the parent is a youth league coach and is convinced that the umpire is doing a lousy job making calls during the game, isn't that coach entitled to get into the ump's face to tell him he's terrible and, if necessary, punch him in the face? That's the world in which we live in these days. Why? Because there's no sense of, of accountability. Nobody, there's nothing there to deter these people to, to basically not act out their emotions. Why? And look, a parent coach of a U13 baseball team over in Branchburg, New Jersey, decides to approach an umpire in the course of a lopsided game and calls them an expletive. The umpire immediately ejects the parent coach who then responds with a punch to the 72-year-old's face, and he breaks his jaw. The league responds by immediately firing the coach, who apparently issued a short apology, but of course that's not enough. What's the next step to try and curtail this kind of thing from happening again? What, what, what are they going to do? Tell me what's going to happen next. I mean, just a few weeks ago, we were talking about a mom at a softball game of, uh, of young teenagers in Alabama. She waited in the parking lot after the game was over so she could 
literally punched a female umpire in her face. As I recall, that mom was arrested. She was fined a few uh, few bucks and released. Is that really enough? 877-337-6666. Friends, we got to do something. It's as simple as that. Let's start our calls this morning. Let's go to Manhattan. And Phil, Phil, you're the first up on the Sports Edge this morning. Hello. Uh, good morning. Yes, Phil. You know, uh, to me, uh, there are two basic uh, issues that are that are driving this uh, increase in violence uh, that you're talking about. One is the commercialization of uh, Little League-level uh, play, which raises the stakes, uh, the financial stakes that, that parents feel they, they have in, in the participation of their children in these uh, kind of activities. And two and which I think is a much more important factor, is the general breakdown in law and order, which legitimizes violent behavior. Well, I tell you, Phil, I mean, that, that's, and I don't want to get too involved in terms of politics, but I do agree with you that somehow uh, in, in, the, in the, the world in which we live in today, something has changed here, and, and we're becoming either too permissive or we're looking the other direction, or we're saying, okay, we, we see this, and we're going to try to uh, chastise you with a slap on the wrist, but that's about it. And, uh, and, and Phil, thank you for the call this morning. Something has to change, and I'm talking specifically about trying to get parents to understand you just can't uh, act out on your emotions. You are not entitled to speak up or to do things that are going to be in any way detrimental uh, to to, um, to to, to all these various uh, kids and, and, and what they're trying to do. Because remember, when you when parents do these horrible things, the kids watch all this, and the kids are either first embarrassed and humiliated, and then they begin to realize, well, maybe this is how it's done. This is okay. This kind of behavior of entitlement is acceptable because nothing happens. That's the, my concern. Let's, let's move to uh, Alan over in the Bronx. Uh, Alan, good morning. You're on the fan. Alan, are you good there? Good morning. Yes, good, yes, Alan. I'm here. Yes. Yes, how are you? Good, Alan. Good. Uh, I think that there's been a shift in the values, the core values that really govern our society. You, you're, and you're naming some of them. Entitlement mm-hmm. is now taking over. Selfishness is taking over. Personal gain is taking over. There was a time when sacrifice and service. I remember when the Peace Corps, our, our youth used to go to the Peace Corps, uh, and and this were these were the ways in which they shared their talents and gifts. And and we're losing that sense of community, of family, uh, that that were the driving force of our society. Yeah, that's all part of it, Alan. There's no question that, that, that I, I use the term civility, which I guess would mm-hmm. encompass things like giving back uh, right. you know, to the community. But no, we seem to have sort of migrated into a world of me first. And, exactly. And, and your job is to basically make sure all of my dreams and wishes come true. And if you are uh an umpire or referee and makes a call that doesn't uh, go in my kid's favor or you're a coach who doesn't give my kid enough playing time or or whatever it might be or my kid i'm paying a lot of money to have my kid play in this travel team and uh, he or she is not getting a starting role or is playing the wrong position somebody has to pay the price that's the attitude that a lot of these parents have 
and they don't mm-hmm. feel any compunction whatsoever to to speak up and complain about it. And even worse, yeah. you know, they just they just say, you know, I'm just going to get. I mean, a few weeks ago we had uh, Chris De Blasio, the former boys basketball coach at Saddlebrook High School, on. He just said, you know, I had two incidents this past year where parents came after me after games, uh, right mm-hmm. in the right in the gymnasium. Said I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. Who? Why, why should I do this? I mean, there's there, there's no. It, it's as I said. There's got to be somebody somewhere saying, no, we're not going to allow this. And again, I don't know. I don't know if um, this comes from the school district or it comes from uh, more more uh, you know security forces that are put in place at kids' games. But it is a real problem. And and Alan, I I, I again, uh, we talk about these incidents on the show. I just don't know what's being done to stop them. And quite frankly, I, I can understand where. Uh, school administrators and teachers, coaches, uh, they might say, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to take the risk of being uh, physically attacked. Uh, wh- why should I do that? I'm not getting paid that kind of money to, to basically take on that kind of chore. It's a problem. It's a real problem. Uh, Alan, thank you for the call this morning. And, uh, friends, I, I'm telling you, this is, this is, you know, there are some people that say, or critics might suggest that this kind of thing the sports parenting entitlement, it, it isn't a new phenomenon, that it's been going on for years, and it's only because of, of the presence of social media and the Internet these days that makes us more aware of these, these terrible situations. But the reality is that we're seeing a huge decline in refs and officials working our kids' games. That's not because of social media being everywhere. No, that's because of sports parents feeling entitled and emboldened to get uh, in the face of, of referees and officials and umpires. And that's, that is not an exaggeration. We all know those numbers are going down more and more every year. That, again, that's not, that's not social media. That's just the reality of the numbers. Uh, I, I'm, I'm concerned about this, and I think we all should be concerned. And, uh, yeah, somebody has to step forward and say, okay, we need to stop stop the nonsense. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to uh, let's go to Dr. Rob Freed out in Lake Success. Hey, Rob, good morning. Happy Father's Day. Rick, thank you. And, and to everybody listening, a happy Father's Day to all of you. Um, before I get into my thoughts on this, I want to just express, you know, along these lines. My dad had a really major influence on my life, uh, being an athletic director and, a, and an official and a coach. And, you know, I brought him up many, many times, and, and, and I think of him dearly every day. And one thing he did, Rick, in his uh, being in his position, he like your dad, and your dad, who I had an opportunity, I want to throw this out there, interviewed him back on Channel News 12 Long Island because my dad attended the 58 Giant game. Mm-hmm. And I actually got – I have the program from my dad, and I saved it all these years, and I actually – Spoke to your dad, who was unbelievable. He gave me a good forty-five minutes on the phone talking about the game and and how he and, and the way he you know did the game on television, which wasn't which was a national game. But I know you brought up on your on your show um, numerous times how your dad would go and sit and watch, like my dad, my my dad who knew more than ninety-nine percent of the people because he was an official and a coach and a phys ed guy. Yep, and he knew. To just sit and watch. Let the coaches do their job. My son, I want to enjoy his participation. A lot of these kids or parents are living through their kids. And your previous caller hit the nail on the head. That we're, 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 you know, the society's out of whack. You know, pretty much, pretty much gone crazy. I think we all have to take a step back as parents and coaches. Well, not so much the coaches, but the parents. 
Let the coaches do their job. Kids are there to participate. It's all about fun. Your show, Rick, is about life experience. It's the only show, this is why I love it so much, which talks about parents, kids, and sports. There's no other show that I know in the country that discusses this topic. And this is what this is all about. And I thank you for bringing this to the, to the forefront, what your show offers the community and every listener. Now, my idea, I'll leave it with this. We must get the parents to uh, get control of themselves, first of all. And second of all, at these games, if they're indoor events, have, have the athletic director, have a security guard. They've got to get involved. It's not really the coach's job. He's got to coach the kids. He's got to coach the game. The officials are doing their job, okay? They've got to watch and, and participate officiating the game. There needs to be security set up at all these events in these, in these schools because that's the job of the security, not the coaches and, and not, and not the, really the officials. That's my thought on that. Get a separate entity out there, and that's you know, where I'm going to go with this. But I want to hear most of the calls going forward. Thank you so much for getting me to bet. I'm very passionate about this. And everybody, happy Father's Day. Who's a father right there? Well, thank you, Robin. Obviously, I I, uh, I hear you loud and clear, and I think uh, you you pretty much have uh, encapsulated what, what we're what we're concerned about here. That uh, we're going to need to have, unfortunately, uh, a reinforcement of, of getting parents uh, to understand that they know they are not entitled to just uh, speak uh, their mind, to do things that um, are unfiltered. Uh, they certainly can't do any physical attacks on umpires or officials. That is totally unacceptable. And they have to understand that if you do these things, you will pay a very swift price and it will be enforced right away. Uh, again, I, I do think that um, we're going to have to basically, right now, get school districts uh, and, and uh, basically enforce the fact that we're not going to tolerate this. Now, I know, of course, that if you go to any school uh, in the nation, there's always a sign out front, especially one posted in the gymnasium or near the athletic fields that says, you know, let the coaches coach, let the refs ref, and so on and so forth, has very little impact. It's become part of the wallpaper. Nobody pays attention to this, or they feel it doesn't apply to me because I'm a sports parent and I'm entitled. Um, there's a discussion we talked the other day about, about uh, you know, Section 1 in New York State is saying, well, we'll have an announcement before the game, uh, you know, that, that, you know, don't, don't do anything that might be get in the way or would interfere with your kids' involvement. How about doing this? How about having the kids, the athletes themselves, you know, because those, those announcements at the start of the game don't have much impact either. They're just, uh, they just sort of come and go and nobody cares. How about this? How about if you had the actually athletes themselves who are going to compete in the game? You know, regardless of the sport, they got up and say on the PA system or they line up at, at the midcourt line in basketball or in the gym or volleyball, whatever, or in football. And they're the ones who say to the spectators and their parents uh, over the PA system, please let us play the game. You know, mind your manners, uh, act like adults. I mean, it may have more impact if it's their own children telling them before the game that we want you to behave yourselves. That may have more of a deterrent or at least get these sports parents uh, to at least think and reflect about, you know, what they're going to do during the course uh, of, of cheering in the game. I mean, but the fact is, it has to be very clear, uh, not just a, 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 a parental contract that's signed early in September, but something that basically says, I understand that if I'm out of line, 
that I will be banished immediately from that game and banished from the rest of the year from attending any of my kids' games. I mean, it's got to have some real teeth to this. And obviously, if there's some physical violence involved, yeah, it's got to be in the papers. It's got to be let people know who did what and why, and they've been arrested and they're facing criminal charges. I mean, I, I don't understand why we're so reluctant to do this. And I know there's probably legal ramifications and so on and so forth. But usually when these things happen, there are lots and lots of people around these incidents, and there are lots of witnesses, uh, especially the kids themselves. So why not just basically say, okay, so-and-so did this, and he's now banned for the rest of the year. End of story. Or he's been arrested by the, the local police. But we've got to stop this. We've got to put some, some fear into these parents to get them to understand that, no, you can't just do this. You cannot feel that you're entitled somehow to, to so theoretically uh, either speak up on behalf of your kid because they're not getting enough playing time or they're, not, they're getting cheated by a bad call. You can't do that. You can't do that. And that's what we're talking about this morning. Uh, this, this whole age of sports parenting entitlement, the time has come to shut it down. Yeah, it's easy to look the other way and say it's somebody else's problem. It's not part of my job description. But no, we have to stop this. 877-337-6666. The calls have been great this morning. This is a critically important issue for the times in which we live. When I return after these commercial messages, we'll continue our conversation. Give me a call. Happy Father's Day. We're back here on the Sports Edge. I'm Rick Wolf. You can follow me, by the way, on Twitter at AskCoachWolf. And uh, you can go to my website at AskCoachWolf.com. We're speaking of sports parenting entitlement. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, this has to stop. It's simple as that. Let's, uh, let's take our callers. As promised, let's go to uh, Jack Smithland over in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Jack, good morning. And, Jack, I have to tell you, I was thinking about when I was preparing my notes from, uh, from last week, you were telling the story about, about you know, some years ago with, uh, you know, sitting in the, in the stands at a high school basketball game and, and uh, the chant was overrated for a team that was coming in, an opponent, um, and uh, all of a sudden everybody was told, to, no, that's, that, that's uh, uncivil, that's unsportsmanlike. Those days are gone. It's simple as that. No, they certainly are. But before I get started, I just want to wish you a happy Father's Day. Yep. Um, everyone out there, all your listeners, a happy Father's Day. And even the single moms who are father and mother to their kids, happy Father's Day to you, too. I know a few of those people who are throwing balls with their kids out in the, out in the back and pitching. And so, you know, happy Father's Day to all. I want to wish my son, of course, happy Father's Day up in Sudbury, Mass. He's a fantastic father. And, um He's actually doing a lot better than I did when I was uh, his age. So, um, you know, you know, Rick, you, you you talked about that. That was my game. I I was coaching the game, and we were in a county softball tournament, and we were the thirty second team, uh, the thirty second seeded team in the tournament, and we were playing the number one team, and we were beating them, and our fans were yelling overrated. They stopped the game and removed the fans. I mean. You know, back then, you know, that was unsportsmanlike. It was like yelling in, you know, at a at a putt in a golf match, or when a if you remember back in your days and my days when somebody got up to the foul line, they, everybody got quiet. Yes, got quiet so we could shoot his foul shots. Not anymore. I mean, people are entitled, and, and you're absolutely right. And I'm going to tell you that the only solution to this, the only solution, are consequences that are going to mean something. Um, 
slaps on hands and fines and, you know, even brought to jail and released that day. You know, this guy, this, first of all, this umpire, this 72, that's, that's my age, you know, 72 years old getting punched by probably, what, a 40-year-old? I mean, that's a crime in itself. I mean, what, are you kidding me? You're punching a, a I mean, I don't consider myself an old man, but, you know, uh, that's ridiculous. And that that guy, that umpire should press charges against that guy, sue him if he has to. And you know what? Maybe when there are consequences to what we do, you know, I've been studying this stuff for a long time, listening to your show now for over 20 years. And, you know, the problem is this, is that we don't understand that there are consequences anymore. There, there, there's nothing that's going to be done with people. And people are impulsive. These are impulsive acts. You know, all game, the, probably the umpire is making terrible calls, according to this coach, you know, because the team's probably getting beat, you know, 40 nothing or whatever. And he's upset. So he's going to take it out on this poor guy because, you know, maybe he didn't coach the game correctly. Who knows? But the problem is, is that people are impulsive. And yep. impulsivity is, is, is actually a behavior. And you got to be able to control that. You know my old saying, think before you speak, think before you act. Think about the consequences. People don't have the time to do that. They don't. And they just react. But, yeah, but you like know, you've always it, said, Rick. Jack, ahead, say, you're, you're making a, a very, very important point about impulsivity and impulses. And I just want to add into this that it isn't like that, you know, that's a new phenomenon. Uh, par- sports no, parents have always felt uh, had impulses, but you know, a generation ago, those impulses were not acted acted upon. They just you kept them bottled up, or you you went off by yourself and blew off steam someplace else if you were a parent in those days. But you sure as heck didn't get into the coach's face. You sure as heck didn't attack a referee. Or you sure as heck didn't um, you know try to humiliate an opposing team. It just nowadays though, it's a free for all. There's no there's no, no control. Right. You know, you know, Rick, I have a saying, and I say this to my hitters, I say this to my players and all my lessons, and I've even said it to my two sons. You know, control your emotions or they'll take control of you. Correct. And yes. Back, back in the years, you know, the, people took control of their emotions. They understood the consequences. You know what these people are not thinking about? They might be damaging somebody's jaw or nose and maybe damaging their career, but the damage that they're doing to those kids that are watching that oh. is tenfold compared to what's going to happen to them. And that's the truth. Kids are going to get to the point of, one, not wanting to deal with this anymore. Two, being, maybe even thinking that it's okay to be done. Like you said before, it's okay. This is an okay reaction. You know, when I get mad, I'll take it out on somebody with my fist. You yeah, know, and I- like you said at the beginning of the show, guns and killing – you know, it happens at malls, it happens at schools, it happens at concerts. Sooner or later, it's going to happen at a sporting event. I and you know what? Uh, I I agree with you. It's a terrible... Rick, it's, this is a great show. Jack, great thank, show. thank you so much. And I, I just to emphasize that, as Jack just mentioned, it's a terrible, terrible prediction, which I feel very hesitant to make. But as Jack pointed out, and I know a lot of you feel the same way, that we're on the cusp of this. Something's going to happen bad uh, when it comes to... Uh, you know, 
crazy, out-of-control sports parents who feel entitled to act out on their impulses, and I fear that's going to have a bad ending, uh, a seriously bad ending with either a referee, an official, or a coach trying to defend him or herself. That's where we are. That's why we're talking about this issue. Uh, let's move on. Let's go over to, uh, to Mount Vernon, and Mike is, uh, is waiting patiently. Mike, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, Rick, good to talk to you. I enjoy the show. Thanks, Mike. You know, so I played Mount Vernon Little League, you know, 32, 33 years ago, and my dad was a coach of another team, and he was always running around screaming, arguing with the umpires, jumping up and down, but always in the context of the game. He never waited in the parking lot. You know, he never took it personal. I mean, for the most part, we all knew the umpires, right? They were neighborhood guys. Sure. So it's different on the traveling team, and you made a good point. These parents have money into this team. But to me, what I think you really need to do at the beginning of the year, you set the rules, you set the expectations. And if a parent breaks the rules, the kid's got to be suspended for the year. And if it's at the end of the year, then he can't play the following year. Really, if you hold the parents accountable for their own kids, your kid's the one that's going to suffer the consequence, maybe it'll change. I mean, your callers have brought up a lot of good points about where we are in society. To me, a solution right now where we are, your kid can't play. Mike, and- that's something that you know we've d- debated. It's a ve- and you well know it's a very very drastic next step. It's one thing to punish and to banish the the parent, but is it fair to to punish the kid uh, for their parents' actions? I mean, it's yes, it would probably certainly get the the, the parents' attention. That if the kid is also kicked out of the league, but is that really fair to the youngster? Um, and and that's where I think uh, a lot of us give some pause. I mean, you really can't. As the old saying goes, you really can't, you know, uh, cho- pick or choose your parents. Uh, so I, I worry about that. And a kid would be basically ostracized by his peers or her peers because of the acts of their parent. I I I don't know, Mike. Does that, does that concern you at all? No, you're right. You brought a good point. But what's more concerning, you know, the threat of your kid having to be suspended or the threat of a parent going above and beyond and maybe getting more violent? Um, you know, there's probably no great solution for this. Um, something obviously has to be done. And the parents have to remember, I'm competitive. I, I, I can't stand my opponent. you got to control your emotions. It's still a game. It's still fun. But every parent feels like their kid, hey, my kid can go somewhere with this. He could be in the pros, yeah, yeah, that's, but they, they take it to that. Well, you know? that's, we all feel that our kid's going to be the next uh, you know, superstar. We get all that. That's part of the, the, of the, the, the anxiety when things don't seem to be going according to plan or according to our dreams for our kids. But again, I, I, and Mike, I hear you loud and clear, uh, and thank you for the call this morning. I, I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to punish the kid. Now, what happens usually anyhow is if a, if a father, uh, let's say, is banned from uh, a league because of their, their impulsivity and, and acting out on their, their feelings and emotions, invariably they leave, uh, they, they bring their kid with them, and they find another team to play for. So this sort of keeps repeating itself. But again, we have to make it very clear as to why parents uh, who have been punished uh, make it known. Explain to the, you know, get the word out in the community that this is somebody who couldn't control their emotions. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to Monroe Township. And Charles, Charles, you're next up on the fan. Uh, good morning, Rick. Happy Father's Day. You too, Charles. Uh, thank you. Um, 
I'd like to reiterate on the uh, Branchburg Staten Island story. Yeah. Uh, to add insult to injury, no pun intended, but the parents and players after this coach punched the umpire were cheering. Why would they and be that doing says, that? Yes, exactly. That's just uh, another point on behavior in today's society. Is, from what I've read, this umpire has been working these games for years um, and was sort of well-known in, in the, in the – uh, in the community, why would why would parents actually be doing something as horrible as cheering them, that, that, or cheering the, the, the coach throwing the punch? That doesn't make any sense. God, that's uh, terrible. Uh, in addition, this umpire still plans to ump uh, yeah. starting in September for fall baseball. I, you know, I it's just, uh, and Charles, thank you for unfortunately sharing that story with us because, again, it's just uh, symptomatic of what's going on uh, with our, our sports parenting culture. I mean, I mean, I, don't these parents realize that if there are no umpires for their kids' games, then those kids' games don't really, they're just scrimmages? I mean, without umpires, referees, or officials, these, these things have no meaning for their kids. So if you continue along that uh, this pipeline where where you're, you're punching out uh, umpires uh, and breaking their jaw, well, you can say goodbye to uh, sporting events for your children. That's the bottom line. And of course, you know, just a humane aspect of looking like a total jerk uh, for doing this stuff. I mean, it, it's just it's just as I said, we have to stop this. It's as simple as that. Let's uh, let's go over to Rutherford, New Jersey, and to Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Good morning. You're on the fan. How you doing? Uh... Mr. Wolf, yes, uh, happy Father's Day. You too. I've been umpiring for 40-some years, high school, college, semi-pro, minor leagues, and it's getting worse out there. I know it day. is. I know it is, yes. And I, I hate to say it, but there are some bad umpires out there that actually sort of uh, provoke the parents and the coaches. And, uh, you know, I haven't thrown anybody out in about 20-some years. That's a long stretch, <laughs> twenty-seven years. Yeah, um, but you know, Chuck, it's, as I say, Chuck, it's um, the one thing. Maybe this is because of the technology at the major league level uh, in, in all pro sports, where you can review calls or whatever, which of course only exists at, at the highest echelons of, of professional sports. It doesn't exist at the uh, at the high school or travel team level. But I guess parents feel that, you know, if a, if a, if a call, uh, uh, a bang-bang call is made and it goes against them, that they have a right to protest, and they protest by getting in the umpire's face. That doesn't make any sense, and yet these people are theoretically adults. They understand there's no technology at the, at the, at the youth level, yet they still feel like they're entitled to make their point, even if it involves a, a physical confrontation. It's, it's weird. Game, a high school game, a softball game. Where a umpire made a early call, and after the game, the parents were one parent came up to the guy who was in the seventies, ready to fight him. Yeah, yeah. And this was a Catholic school. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you know, regardless if it's Catholic uh, or any other kind of uh, religious uh, entity, the fact is that uh, we have seen this kind of impulsivity with parents uh, at all levels and at all different, uh, you know, faiths. It's just, it's just terrible. Um, certainly, you must feel when talking to your colleagues, uh, you know, after games and stuff like, yeah, this is, this is getting out of hand. Chuck, have you, let me ask you this. Have you ever stopped a game to, to throw some parent out of the, out of the stands? Uh, 
No, I have not. Well, you may want to start considering that as a possibility because I do think that uh, that we're not too far away from having to empower the umpires to do this. Now, having that said, you know, you may have to think, well, if I do that, am I, is that basically going to be basically uh, telling that, that spectator, that parent who I've tossed out of the game, that they're going to be waiting for me in the parking lot to, to get their, get their, uh, their vengeance? It's, it's a tricky situation to be sure. Chuck, thank you for the call this morning. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, and, you know, I, I, friends, I tell you, this is, this is where we are these days in terms of sports, parenting, and entitlement. Uh, you know, I, I, um, I, I really do think this is issue number one because it really transcends all our kids, all the sports, whether it's baseball, soccer, basketball, football, you name it. There are all these incidents happening, and they seem to be bubbling up more and more and more because the parents don't seem to have any concern about any, you know, punishment, deterrence, uh, chastisement, whatever, in terms of their actions. And it has to stop. It has to stop. It's as simple as that. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks, as always, to Ed Arzuman, the Zoo Man. Please stick around for Mark Malusis, the Moose. He's up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.